so apparently we did a Formula One intro before where we discovered that Formula One names are just as interesting as pretty much every sports name seemed to be. But here's the here's the Formula One intro today. I got to get into this. Everyone's so excited yes. about it. Yes, do it. How, but Join how, me. how, and this is maybe, this is an incredibly broad topic. You could probably do a whole series of episodes on just of a podcast on just this one topic. But uh, how does one get into a sport? Because I've had this issue with like other sports as well, where it's like, I didn't follow sports much as a kid and I'm more interested now than I once was. But I would say it's the yeah. barrier to entry, you know? I would say a good way to get into Formula One is to watch the Netflix documentary series Drive to Survive, because that's what did it for me. <laughs> Straight up. So it's like how one time watching half of a documentary about UFC gave me the urge to watch UFC, which I never did, or or not or <laughs> MMA or whatever one of those fucking things where people fight. I think UFC is an MMA league, right? If I if league I know is not really the right word right they're the promoters of it's a promotion yeah promotion yeah oh okay was it fighting in the age of loneliness yeah yeah i yeah i watched part of it i watched half of that because i like the the jaded 28 year old jewish guy who uh narrates it and uh i watched part of that and i was like this would be fun to watch, just people beating the shit out of each other. And like, I had never had that thought before in my life. And that's the thing about like, uh, about boxing and like all those fighting related sports too, is you just get your like, your feet, like facial features, like scrambled, like a type of egg. Like it just, it's Cauliflower not ear. Yeah. It's like not yeah. good for you. It's crazy, no. man. There's, it's, that's, it's almost like we aren't meant to take multiple punches to our faces at any time. Hey, no. that's like you, Hey, that's your opinion. What that you're not meant to take multiple punches to the face? Yeah, you don't know my face. Oh, so you're, so you're saying if you got punched in the face, it would be like the SpongeBob episode where Squidward gets really handsome because he gets like hit by a door. I think it would hurt you more than it would hurt me. Oh, this sharp is angles. so. This is a different SpongeBob episode. This is the what one people don't know about my face is that SpongeBob. the beard is concealing a lot of razor blades that I've taped to my face. Oh, so it's it, kind of like have, Peaky Blinders you have a style damage reflection yeah. stat. Yeah, so if you punch my beard, you actually just cut your fingers apart. Man. Uh, That's why I actually I th- don't shave. It's a defense mechanism. Uh, if someone punched me in the face, it would end poorly for them because all the razor blades in my beard would get them. You have a pretty oh, like geez. intense volume of beard where you could hide like eight, ten razor blades. In there. It's like barbed you could wire. Ha- it's 12. You could have like 20. There's 12, in there. There's 12 yeah. in there. Are they the little ones? Okay. The little... um, The ones you can get at the hardware store? Yeah. For like yeah, a safety yeah. razor. You know what I actually have done? I have hidden 17 toothpicks in there before. Was, that I have Was done. it just like, was this like playing Chubby Bunny, but with... Bas- yeah, basically. The only thing I can think of when I think of Chubby Bunny is how people talk about how often people choke playing that game. I don't know if I, maybe I played it once. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I do love marshmallows. This is yeah. a good intro because it's gone over multiple things. Very Just so many very different natural. things. Well, I'm a, trying. A lot I'm, of looking at the, I'm looking at the F1 schedule right now, and I'm trying yeah. to decide what I think each track looks like. Kind of like reading <laughs> the clouds. <laughs> one of them is straight. Like the Mexico one is straight up just the state of New York, pretty much, as a shape. Wait, do you? Um, s- oh, oh, oh! 
saying the Mexico one is pretty much the state of New York was really confusing. Italy looks like Italy, like if it was stretched out. The Temple of Speed. Oh, I see. You're doing you're doing the the tea leaves from Harry Potter. I have no real reason for saying this, but the France Formula One Grand Prix track looks like just looks like what an F1 track is. Like if I had to draw an F1 track from scratch, it would be this. Man, <laughs> in terms of sports danger, Formula One has to be the most like binary. It's like either either you're in no danger or you're in a car crash. And well, mm, you're always in danger. <laughs> yeah, it's like always danger. Well, what, uh, sorry, what, no, no, what I mean is no harm comes to you unless it's really bad. You know what the United States one looks like, Chris? Which United States one? There's more than one. No, the, uh, the United States Grand Prix one, not the Miami one. Oh, uh, the one that's in Austin? <laughs> yeah. It looks like a microscope, like, leaned back. It does. Yeah, it really looks like a yeah, microscope. Yeah, it looks a lot like a microscope. The Japan one looks like a, a metal detector. The Abu Dhabi one looks like a handheld vacuum. Mm, yeah, I was trying to think what it looked like, and this that's is, right. This is fascinating. This, this is, is this is amazing, actually. <laughs> the, the Belgium one is a penguin diving into the water. What was that thing Jed said oh. earlier about how there's one that looks like... Uh, there was like an Among Us character in it. That's the Las Vegas one next year. Yeah, which yeah. It probably will be cool. <laughs> I will say. Oh, there's I, a Wikipedia list of I actually, ones. Circus. I actually accidentally watched the back like two thirds of the last one. Oh yeah. I was like running errands and I got home and it was just kind of on and I was like, well. Oh, do you leave the TV about. on when you go out? Are you that type of person? Yeah, so, I leave it for on Lorenzo. for Lorenzo. Oh, for oh, because you have a dog. Yeah. Does that actually entertain <laughs> dogs? I mean, it entertains him. Depends on what's on. He likes Bob Ross and basketball a lot because he likes, <laughs> he likes the squeaky. He likes the calming voice of Bob Ross. He'll actually watch it, and he likes the squeaky shoes on basketball. So I leave that on sometimes. Um, I think they were playing like a basketball replay when I left the house, and then by the time I got back, it was F one. Yeah, huh. ESPN uh, carries the Sky broadcast. It's pretty F1. interesting. They, I didn't expect it to be so, like, gamified in a way. It's oh, it's very, it's abs- very, it's very strange for me as someone who most of the racing I ever watched was like NASCAR, where it's just like go fast, go fast, pit when you need to. Yeah, it was so weird when they were like the virtual, pitch, the, the virtual pitch lap car, yeah. DRS, and I'm like, this is a game. <laughs> the so DRS is, is a game. I mean, which I think makes it more interesting, frankly. I mean, it is interesting. Yeah. It just ta- it's a it's a little weird at first. It's I mean, very modern compared to like like NASCAR is modern in the ways that like the cars are very modern, mm-hmm. but like it's still just like you're racing. There's not like any flash to it in that way, which right. I, you know is fun in its own way. Uh, I guess I'm not super into it anymore. The thing is, this year there's more. This year there are like new regulations on the car designs that make it so it's easier to pass and overtake people. So really, this is like the year to get into it because it's getting yeah. very exciting. Well, the other thing that's kind of weird is how people pass is very weird to me in 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 F1 compared to watching NASCAR. I'm so used to like cars going like three or four wide. Mm-hmm. It's very weird in F1 when they're just like not doing that. And I'm like, come on, let's it's, do it. Well, it's because of the open wheels. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, just, that's it's funny. And that's it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous when you're trying to pass someone in F1. But that's like the big fun difference between 
that na- like NASCAR there's something just fun about watching like 60 cars that are all three wide in a giant jumble all trying to pass each that, other. That is pretty cool. I will I will admit that. It's just not uh, it's the races are a little too long. And not enough happens. The F1s are like a nice it's like is two that, hours, pretty pretty much. I don't even know if it was that long, was it? I mean, I watched the it, last like it goes twenty five like, laps, and I just, I just remember it kind of being over pretty quick. It really depends. So it can be anywhere from like an hour and a half to two to two to three hours, even depending on if there's like wrecks that fo- force them to like clear the track and stuff like that. Like yeah, that can so really similar slow to the NASCAR down. one. Yeah. I mean, I, I could watch NASCAR like my dad does, which is you watch the first fifteen laps, you take a nap, you wake up for the last thirty. Well, you see that was my approach to f1 before this well like last season sometimes that was my approach to f1 it was like watch the opening and then they'll get into a pace and then things will get interesting by the end once people start doing pit stops but but this year this year like the way it the way it is is it's they're just passing each other and able to follow each other much more closely there aren't giant gaps between everybody now so it's starting to get really interesting and there's only been two races so like there's still so much, so much more to come. Are you lazy? Are you lazy over there? I think they should let John drive the Formula One car. Between between the sirens and the dog. Jeez. Anyway, this is them's the facts. It's a show about fun facts, lying to your friends, dogs, sirens, and Formula One. And Formula One, apparently. Yeah, I'm Gabe. I'm John. I'm Chris. That's um, Athena. Yeah. <laughs> Right on cue. She's on the couch. I think this, this I was gonna say this week, but I'm gonna go with like this this go around of this podcast. I believe you're first, John. Yes, it's been a while since we've had an episode because my life got really crazy. And I now mean, I've been very busy too. So and now it's calming down, and I can breathe. So it's episode time. Uh-huh. All right. Prior to 2012, the biggest purchaser of kale in the United States was Pizza Hut. Where where does it all go? The salad bar. They used it to decorate the salad bar. They didn't even put it in the salad. They laid it on the salad bar and put the salad components on in bowls and dishes on top of it. I've never been inside a Pizza Hut. I've only been I've been inside like every other chain pizza place though. Including CC's, which is awful. Pizza Hut's weird because they're trying for delivery, but they also had a sit-down component, and they had, like, a lunch pizza buffet and also, like, a salad bar. Did you ever go to, like, um, like the Little Caesars that was near me had, like, one table in it, and every once in a while there would be someone there eating their pizza, and I was like, what a sad little mm, thing. No. No, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, did you know that? Did you know that eating too much kale is like bad for you? No, because I don't like it, so I haven't eaten much of it. <laughs> I mean, I love kale, but did you know eating too much of it's like bad for you? Is is there is there like an acid or you? something? It can like slow your thyroid, if I remember really? correctly. And also, kale is one of those things that like really absorbs whatever it grows in, and so like. It's better now, but used to, I think they used to be worried about like lead in it in certain areas because mm. it just absorbs stuff. That's not like a big deal anymore. So don't take that as a thing. But I do know it's like something about it, like slows your thyroid or whatever. 
that's that's wild. If you like eat a lot of it, obviously. This must be like the one guy who had like problems from aspartame, where you have to have like an insane amount for anything to actually happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that we think are like not good for us. That really, it's just that if you had a lot of it, like aspartame is not that bad for you in Mm -hmm. general, but like if you eat a lot of it, it'll kill you. So like, I I drink like three diet cokes a week now. So maybe I, I think you're, I think you're fine. I think I'm fine. Right. But I think that like, if you multiply that by like, if, if you replace all your water with diet Coke, that might be bad. There's people who replace all their water with soda. It terrifies me. Have you seen those tweets on Twitter? Those, well, I mean, obviously that's where you'd see them. But have you seen that tweet that was like, does anyone re- who was born before 1970 remember their parents drinking water ever? And it's like... My mm. parents drink water all the time. Same. But we weren't born before but 1970. They, I would say... Now, I think they're better about it now. But I would say my dad probably used to drink soda more than water. But so did I. So, like... Mm-hmm. You know what's weird? I have no memory of my parents ever drinking coffee as a child, but they both do. My dad never drank coffee until he got to be like 60 and then he started doing it. Mm. Uh, my mom always, she was, she drank coffee from the time she was like a baby. That's not a joke. That's weird. I I didn't really drink it until I was about 20. Her coffee is definitely an acquired taste. I mean, I like it, but that, I mean, it, that stuff's like sludge. It is so strong. <laughs> it's insane how strong it's perk, coffee right? Is. It's percolator coffee. It's a percolator coffee with like double grind in it. So like she doubles the amount of coffee grinds that's in it, hmm. and then percolates it. It's the it's like, thickened coffee. <laughs> it's so strong. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. I can't. I can barely. I can drink like a cup of it, and then I'm like done. Like, Got to tap insane. out. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's crazy. She'll drink like mugs of that stuff. I don't understand it. Yeah, it says if you eat too much kale, it blocks iodine. Hmm, which might be oh. important for your thyroid, yeah. Yeah, it messes up your thyroid. But it has 700% of vitamin K that you need for a day, so like... So the K you... stands for kale. <laughs> it's the cl- K is the clotting factor, isn't it? I don't fucking uh, want... I don't know. What if uh, ask, oh, I ask your hey, wife? Is, that K, kind is vitamin of thing. K yeah. the clotting factor? Go. No, what? I thought vitamin K had something to do with clots. It does. Vitamin K plays a key role in helping K the blood is. clot. And per, yeah, it says that right here. I'm on WebMD, okay? Chris is on WebMD and he says vitamin K plays a key role in helping the blood clot. It also it's says so here, different. Wait, it also I have says to here, convey if it you all. have vitamin K, you may have cancer. What? So, <gasps> if you have any? No, I'm just Damn. kidding. It's just a WebMD. Well, WebMD. It's just a way to Because I was going to say, like, do you guys think Pizza Hut bought kale? I mean, I feel like there was this turning point for kale that was not yes. unlike the turning point that was joked about on uh, uh, Parks and Rec with, like, chard. I feel like for a while, kale was, like, another chard. I've seen kale more than I've seen chard. Oh, it absolutely was. I mean, I don't really know if chard's good or not. I mean, kale is awesome. You ever made kale chips at home? No. Oh, man. It's so good. I know the chard episode of Parks and Rec, though. That's actually one of the few... Fun fact, that's one of the few TV shows I've watched all of. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but do I think they were the biggest buyer at... What year did you say? Up until 2012. 
Does this count 2012. like... When you say the biggest buyer, does this count like supermarkets? Because that's the thing is I feel like they would be a close by supermarkets. That yeah, are that's a good point, sell. actually. But like, other than that, it's an easy like thing to imagine, I think. But like, okay. really not like fucking Whole Foods or something? Okay, I will revise this statement to say they were among the biggest buyers of kale. Okay. Let's... Mm. Because I don't I because mm. the source the sources that I'm looking at aren't being clear about supermarkets. Okay. Um But consider how much kale you would have to set out to co- cover a salad bar daily. Yeah, I love salad bars because I love the thing mm. about I, I'm not a salad bar fan personally. Maybe not health wise. Once someone pointed that component out to me, it changed some feelings, but like I think that like the nice thing about salad is like salad dressing really does go well with vegetables. And then that that's that's what it is. You know what I mean? But like, you see, that's why I don't like salad bars, because I want the restaurant to give me their salad dressing that they prefer, how they would like. It. I want a chef to make oh, me a salad. I want you know, an optimized salad. I don't want to fumble in. The only salad bar I want is the Ruby Tuesday salad bar because I love their croutons. I. (laughs) Why is that so funny? It's true. I I love. I wish I could buy a bag of the Ruby Tuesday croutons. I'm not joking. They're so good. If you went in there and filled up a bag and then hit it, it would be so easy to get away. Like I've never loved a like stupid crunchy crouton. Okay, I just don't. No, but, like but a, Ruby a cr- Tuesday has an alternate crouton that's like a little bit chewy. So, so it's a fresh crouton. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that you just need to make your own croutons. Chris. Well, it was like a fresh crouton, and also it was made with rye. And it's, oh, rye! Oh man, it's so good. Rye Put a little Thousand Island nice. on that bad boy. Put I a little. I mean, just forget about it. I might go to the General Muir and buy some rye bread this weekend. I Put a little Catalina dressing. I need on to that. try that place because. Yo, you gotta. Yeah, I, I in particular. You in particular. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A a non-kosher Jewish restaurant. That's that's made for me. You know why I like Catalina dressing so much? Why? Why? It's just ketchup for salads. Yeah, it is just ketchup for salads. Huh. I don't know what Catalina dressing is. I'm gonna be honest. Well, here I'll get the ingredients for you. Catalina dressing. Ketchup. You know, kale is kale is a. Kale is a pretty, pretty vegetable. Catalina a pretty leafy green. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could kind of see it. Wasn't wasn't spinach like unpopular too until you could buy it washed? Mm. Okay, Catalina dressing is made with ketchup. So I mean, yeah, it's salad ketchup. It's ketchup, vinegar, sugar, oil, Worcestershire sauce. Of the things that are in it, like it's it's it's, it's the barbecue sauce of salad. What I was going to say is it's ketchup and then like the four things you use to make ketchup and then Worcestershire <laughs> sauce. Like, and Worcestershire oh, sauce and is it has, just like flavored juice. And it has ground mustard. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Worcestershire sauce is like, let me give you some salt and some, ooh, mommy. Okay. I love Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> I I feel like if you put a tub of Catalina dressing next to a tub of bloody mary mix it's just like anything goes i think it works either way i want bloody mary no i don't know if i've ever had one you we should all go to the general mirror we all should 
By the way, the only time I think I've ever drank a Bloody Mary was um, at a football tailgate. Um, or UTC, which then I got in trouble for, yeah. Oh, really? I did well, drink a Bloody I, Mary at it. It was, that was, it was a I know UTC it was a tailgate because I got chewed out for that. You got oh, chewed really? out for a tailgate? Me and a few other people. Because stupid Mike, not the one you're thinking of first, but the other one. The other one? The other oh. one, whose last name is similar to, we, oh, I we forget don't, it. Just stop. I know who you're talking about. Left that mix just like out in UTC, and then the next oh, day the like on. admin lady saw it and then got mad at all of us and said, "Were we like drinking at UTC?" Which we weren't. Which we but it was because they left. But it, also, it was the mix. Just so the mix, like, not even not even the cocktail. Whatever. Oh, what a mess! Stupid That's adults. rough. Um, I Stupid believe adults. the fact for the record. Yeah, I'll believe it. I I feel like I remember seeing places that had salad bars that just had like. A leafy green around everything, which I wouldn't be surprised if it was kale because I think kale is the most aesthetic of the leafy greens. This is true. It's true. I mean, what leafy green? Uh, oh, also good, but what leafy green is more aesthetic than kale? Chard. Is it rainbow chard? Like I'm, the pretty chard. Googling chard. I'm googling what does chard rainbow look chard like? Images. Oh yeah, I mean, chard okay. looks kind of nice. Okay, but the leaf doesn't. Uh, does it look good if you have a bunch of stalks together? Sure, so do rainbow carrots. But like we're talking like the leafy part. I don't think it's chard. I think it's kale. I think a, I think kale is the most aesthetic leaf. Yeah, should them I, ripples. Should I be eating chard? Yeah, let's do this. What is the what is the sexiest leafy green? Um, okay, well, I searched what is the sexiest leafy green, and basically every picture is just women in hunter green dresses. Which is not what I asked. I just about. search sexiest leafy green and I do get recommendations for bodycon dress and bodysuit. But I see arugula, the sexy yeah, green. Yeah, I see arugula now. Yeah, the sexy And you know green. what? You know what? Arugula is kind of my favorite. I still think it's kale, though. I love arugula. It's so, so peppery. Oh, and then I see right after that 50 shades of kale. <laughs> yeah. 50 fresh and satisfying recipes that are bound to please. <laughs> I think it's kale, man. <laughs> I don't think anything else looks as cool it's as such kale. A Maybe bok choy. Maybe bok choy. That's such a stupid joke in the fucking tagline for this book. Maybe bok choy. What about bok choy? Uh, but I mean, it's in the stalk with bok choy. Bok choy. Oh uh, yeah, that's know? true. The that's stalk if, is what really makes it, mm-hmm. the, especially the baby bok choy. The great, the gradient from the stalk. It's very nice. I, I think it's gotta be. I think kale is the sexiest. I I'm Would kind of voting I'm kind pond? of voting the rainbow chard. We're talking about the leaf though. Oh, you're talking about exclusively the leaf and not the stalk. Yeah, rainbow. That's why bok choy is out. Right. Would you take kale to prom? I think um, yes. I, I would, would take, take arugula to prom. to prom. Okay. I feel like arugula is the artsy girl. Kale's like the the hipster. The arugula is very peppery. It's nice. I still that makes them the artist. Mm. I think Arugula is the artist. Kale's the the hipster. Mm. Spinach is the uh, spinach is the girl on the cross country team. She wears charred skirts. I wear. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
no. She's okay. she's Arugula captain, and I'm on the bleachers. Okay. All right, I'm gonna You're go second. Now. I'm second. Uh, here's my fact. It's pretty straightforward. Um, we all know, and some of us love Sesame Street. Um, I do, in fact, love it. That's Very meant good. to imply that I don't really care for it at all. But you coward. That has no bearing. I'm I'm just not I'm not a Sesame Street man. What can I say? Do you anyway, like the Muppets at all? Uh, sort of. I you? guess. Mm. I was much more of a Mister Rogers, Cyber Chase, Arthur kind of kid than I was Sesame Street. Okay, those are targeted at different age levels, though. Um, yeah, but I didn't like Sesame Street at the age I was at. By the time I was like interested in watching TV, I was beyond Sesame Street. The only so TV show it. I was ever interested in watching as an effort was Yu-Gi-Oh! GX as a child. I, I was see, bare, now I watched I, was like I watched normal G- Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time. Was GX the card games on motorcycles? No, no that's, GX was the one directly like, after the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Anyway, my fact is this: from Sesame Street, the Muppet named Elmo is the only fictional character to have received a knighthood, a PhD. And an official Japanese passport. That is my fact. Does that imply that there's another one that's received a knighthood and a PhD, but not a Japanese passport? <laughs> Perhaps. Or is it the only one to have received all those things individually? I. It's not the only one to receive those things individually. It's the only one that's received all three. That particular. And maybe combo. the only one to have received one or two of them. That um, remain. That's up to you. Okay. Well, I don't think that non-British people get knighthoods. They can get like OBEs and MBEs, but I don't think they get knighthoods. What if Elmo's English? Elmo's not English. Elmo's from New York. That's true. Elmo's a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> Elmo eats those knishes that you get on New York City streets for like a buck fifty. Elmo, Elmo likes halal guys. Non-Brits can have an honorary <laughs> knighthood. So I guess what I'm saying is they that Elmo, if Elmo wanted to, Elmo could use the, the post-nominal or whatever, like doctor. Oh, so, he, so you're saying he has an honorary knighthood but no, no peerage or anything? No, no, no. He could put like the letters behind his name, whatever they are, K, whatever. There's a, there's a letter system. For what? Elmo, so Elmo's like, not in like the House of Lords? No, no, no. It's not that kind of knighthood. It's like an honorary like kind of well, like a like who has, is it who is it that has like Steven Spielberg is one right he's an honorary knight I don't think so I am pretty sure Hold on And bon- I, I, Bono I'm, I know Bono I know has one and so does Bill Gates I know that You ever hear someone pronounce it Bono well, I, I have now I've I can't remember right. where I've heard it but that's rough Also does Rudy Giuliani doesn't Rudy Giuliani have oh, one Christ Oh, oh no! <laughs> I what don't great company th- Elmo keeps. I don't want to think about Giuliani. <laughs> okay. Giuliani but looks like a hobgoblin. Keeps like forcing me to think about Giuliani. He looks like the hobgoblin from Hearthstone. <laughs> so yeah, just to be just to reiterate, knighthood, PhD, Japanese passport. So it's an honorary doctorate. So Obviously, yes. Elmo, the doctorate is also honorary. He Elmo, didn't go to. He didn't go to MIT. But like Elmo spoke at commencement somewhere is what I mean. Yes, and that is how Elmo would describe it. Elmo spoke at commencement. Yeah. 
man. Um, I'm I'm imagining a lot of Elmo lore related to Elmo now going to Japan and Elmo not being British, Elmo being from New York. Elmo going to Japan and playing in one of those casinos where you have to go across the street to prize out. <laughs> Elmo, yeah. like... Elmo playing a gotcha machine? Yes, Elmo winning a figure of himself <laughs> in a gotcha machine. <laughs> Man. Elmo playing rhythm games at the arcade. Yeah. That, that would be... Man. I would play a rhythm game with Elmo. I want to go to an arcade in Japan now. That's a specific desire that's manifest. There is a, an arc, a Japanese-style arcade at Stonecrest Mall. I don't know yeah. Which could be a fun thing to do sometime. Yeah. I'm imagining Elmo doing a uh, a sushi-making lesson. That would be fun. Dude, they would <laughs> totally do that on Sesame Street. Too. Except With making sushi. Obviously, Cookie Monster would be there. Yes, of course. Because sushi is just and maybe, a type and maybe of cookie. Occasionally... Occasionally, the Muppets do cross over into Sesame Street, so I'm saying this would be a great chance for the Swedish chef to be there. Mm. Cookie I Monster think... eats a rice cake and doesn't isn't sure how he feels about it. A mercadori, or a fish cake, yeah. A cookie de fish. You know what I went to once was one of those sushi restaurants that has the um, conveyor belt, and you yeah, pay based can, on the, what you take off of it. There's one up by H Mart, and you that's can get... where I went. I yeah. went there, mm-hmm. and uh, the only thing I have to say is that it was an incredible sushi eating experience where the sushi was just okay, but it was, it would just come to you and then there was a screen in front of you and you could be like, I want miso soup. And, and there the was a rapid soup, conveyor belt that would shoot. Yeah. That shoots. It yeah. And you know what? It saves work for everyone because it, it saves effort for the people. It, it, it eliminates like the effort of someone having to like carry out like a bowl of sushi be like oh i don't want to spill it it's and you can get stuff from gotcha machines for eating sushi <laughs> man i do like sushi i this is only related to elmo in japan i think so what do you guys think i don't know if japan would just give out a passport willy-nilly to any muppet that wants one you know yeah but this is not just any muppet this is elmo that is true it's not just any muppet Elmo is arguably at this point the most relevant Muppet. That yeah. or Kermit, I guess. I would say I would say that at this point, uh, Elmo. At this point, maybe not like tw- even twenty years ago, but now, Elmo I think has the most cultural relevancy of any of the Muppets more than oh, more yeah, than yeah, Kermit yeah, yeah. does, and more like cultural impact. Kermit's That's wonderful. Kermit. I love Kermit. Kermit's very important. Kermit was the king at some point, and at some point Elmo eclipsed him. Well, the thing is, Sesame Workshop, I mean, they, they share some stuff. It's they're they're like two different brands now, but they sprang from the same place, you know? I don't think I've watched hmm. Sesame Street since fucking Bill Clinton was president. They've they've made like some actually. good sketches. They've made some good sketches since then. Every now and then I'll like a Sesame Street sketch will like bubble up. Like they made a a pretty good like Mad Men parody to teach about to teach kids about emotions. <laughs> That's incredible. What? Oh, it was wonderful. I'm a sad man now. <laughs> I haven't even seen Mad Men, and that's incredible to me. <laughs> I mean, I would assume they update things to like make it fun for the parents. Oh yeah. If they have to sit, like there that's and watch the thing. The time, Sesame right? Street has good comedy instincts. I think my parents would just, just leave it on for me. The way like, did you guys see the uh, for, like Lorenzo? 
they were around, they wanted to actually like, interact with me. <laughs> Did you guys see the like uh, Elmo and Rocco thing that got popular a couple months ago? That that's like, maybe went viral? the only. Yeah. That's, that's like why I'm saying Elmo is such I've a watched. hit. Aggressive Elmo is such a hit. <laughs> I'm. I think. Okay. I think I can believe. The doctorate. I believe the honorary doctorate. Okay. I I still don't I still don't buy the knighthood or the Japanese passport, so I think I'm going to go false on this one. No, I'm going to go true. This has to be you. Okay. I I buy so, all three of these. So let me let me say this. Let's see if this brings you around a little bit, John. There is precedent for Japanese passports given to fictional characters. For example, Godzilla is a Japanese citizen. Yeah, but he's a Japanese character. That's totally true. Look it up. He is so that's a Japanese true. character, though. I know. I'm just letting you know that 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 they they do give it to fictional characters. I'm not saying Godzilla is the only one. I'm saying that is one I know for sure. So I don't know if that changes your mind, but I figured I'd lay that out there that there is precedent that they. This do is that. this is no. I've already locked in my answer, Chris. You can't you can't change. Yeah, it here. I think this, this is this is not. I don't I know if this the rules is fair of play. The game or that after, it's like <laughs> League of fine. Legends. After you click lock in, well. You know. It is false. I totally made it up. He's uh, none of them. Yes. None of them? Nope. I okay. fucking knew. I fucking now, knew. Now, the honorary it doctorate, I completely... I oh, agree no, no, with John no. that See, that's the most believable. Kermit is the one that has an honorary doctorate. See, hey, Kermit has a fucking honorary doctorate. There you go. Kermit has an honorary doctorate from Southampton College in Amphibious Letters. Amphibious letters? What well, does that that's, mean? Because so, Doctor of Letters is like the 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 doctorate that people usually give out for their commencement speakers, which is a degree that means nothing. So, of course, you'd make a specific one for Kermit for, to be like amphibious yeah, he, letters. He, he's a doctor of amphibious letters because of his contributions. There's to a the thing called Doctor of Letters that's given out in honorary degrees. Yeah, I mean, it's called I mean, Doctor of Letters. Let me see. It's a it's a humanities degree, right? Doctor of Letters is a terminal degree in the humanities that, depending on the country, is a higher doctorate after the Doctor of Philosophy degree or equivalent to a higher doctorate, such as the Doctor of Science. So yeah, oh, it's a so humanities you could degree. actually have like an impressive one of these. Yeah. Man. All right. Should I go? Should we? Should we go to the ad break to afford our hypothetical trip to a Japanese casino? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. I hear So I have been reading a lot of books this year, and I am always looking for a good way to find a good deal on a book. Maybe I want it used, or maybe I'm looking for a book that's kind of out of print right now. And, you know, I don't want to go through maybe some of the big companies because, you know, we we know there are issues there. A good way to do the opposite would be to go to Abe Books. Abe Books is an online marketplace that lists millions of new, used, rare, and out-of-print books and other collectible items. So they connect you with thousands of professional booksellers in more than 50 countries worldwide. So if you want to check it out, you can go to affiliates.abebooks.com ppn. That's A-F-F-I-L-I-A-T-E-S dot A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S dot com slash ppn. 
Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not like coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make make them all. all! All right. Alright, um, in the Mario Bros. movie, the Yoshi animatronic, there was a Yoshi animatronic that took nine people to operate. I'm, I'm sorry, what? In the Super Mario Bros. film, not the one that's going to be with Chris Pratt, but the one that already exists that's live action, mm-hmm. the, the way they did Yoshi was an animatronic that took nine people to operate. And I'm kind of waiting for one of you to ask what year. Uh, I'm looking hey, up the year myself. Cause I want to know. You, can year. you repeat that fact? Because I, I was off in the Mario and Luigi movie, not the Chris Pratt one. That's going to come out, but the one that already exists, the one with John Leguizamo. Live, yeah. The one with John Leguizamo, the way they did Yoshi was an animatronic that took nine people to operate. Hmm. Hmm. Is this before or after Jurassic Park? Um, let me tell you what year the movie came out. Um, Do you guys want to know? And you can tell me what year it? Jurassic Park. Oh, well, I know what year the Mario movie came out. I'm pretty sure. Wait, what do you think it was? 83, right? No, no. Close. Nine, 93. 90, 93. Three. Yeah. yeah, my bad. Um, uh, yeah, I don't you know what year Jurassic Park came out. Jurassic Park came out not too long after that. Cause I think I, it was also 93, wasn't it? Uh, man, I, don't know. Have, I wonder if I've seen all of Jurassic Park. Like Jurassic Park came out in 93 also, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was around that time. Why? Because that's that's your your scale for how good CGI was. Well, it's my scale for an, how good animatronics are. Because most yeah, of Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park has yeah animatronics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? How there much was, of the dinosaurs in Jurassic CGI, Park are animatronics? Um, most, I would the, say. A lot of the daylight close-up ones are. Mm-hmm. Like the Triceratopses. Yeah. Um. The some T-Rex, of the. A lot of it. If it's during the daylight, yes. Sometimes this, at night, but it didn't work as well at night. Yeah, the, a lot of the the reason the CGI in that movie holds up really well is because most of it was done when it was dark mm-hmm. and very specific lighting, and that's why it holds up so well. And there's also a mix of like, also it was also helped by the fact that it's like a scaly thing. They use like as much practical as possible too. Yeah, the CGI is basically there to just round it off most of the time. But yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy how well Jurassic Park holds up. I um, cannot tell you if I have watched Jurassic Park or not. I've probably seen crazy. it at some point and don't remember. You want to know another fun fact about the Mario movie? Mm-hmm. Did you know between the Mario movie and Detective Pikachu, there was never another Nintendo movie? Yes, I did from the Wikipedia article for the Mario. Okay. <laughs> That's just like another fact I knew. I remember people talking about it when Detective Pikachu came out. 
I it was kind of crazy to me that there was nothing. I haven't seen Detective Pikachu. I remember you guys liked it. I think it, it was, was pretty good, right? Yeah, very cute. Man, I think. I mean, I think it's actually pretty close to next in the. Um, I think it's like three movies away at home viewing. I think I'm easily wait. You have it on DVD. I have it on DVD. <laughs> Why are you on D's? Why are you on D's? Yeah, that's true. How are you on? It D's? starts with a D. I thought you were way past D. No, oh, it's, it's the it's title Pokemon is Detective, Pokemon Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Oh, that's so stupid. It's no, it's Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Semantics. That's that is the name of the movie. That is how it was marketed. That's the name of it. That's fair enough. It's Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Man, what was the movie that I said I wanted to? You know what it is? Oh my god. I was like, what's the movie that John has that I said I wanted to watch that I would I would show up to his house to watch and do the home viewing episode? I think you're getting close to it. I think it's The Prestige. Have oh. you never seen Prestige? No. Oh, man, that would be it's fun to watch someone. Such a good fucking movie. Prestige is one of those movies that would be really fun to watch someone see for the first time if they don't know anything about it. I oh, remember, absolutely. I remember you said... It'll be like 2021, 2022 by the time mm-hmm. I watch that one. And Pokemon Detective Pikachu is, I guess, pretty alphabetically close. to. I kind of want to be there when Gabe watches The Prestige. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we should just <laughs> make a plan to have a prestige movie night. Man. A prestige prestige, if you will. Okay. I'm not sure that worked as well as you thought no, it did. No, it didn't work at all, but you know. That's the you thing, by the, the way. Me talking the- about a movie as a fact is bold because I just assume that John has seen every movie. <laughs> you know what the like best part is? Purposes. You know what the best part of Jurassic Park was? What? Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Or Jeff. Or Jeff. No, Laura Dern's like the best part of like everything she's in, though. That's very fair. What is the other thing she's in that I'm thinking of? Marriage Story? No, because I didn't actually watch that. I only Last Jedi? The fight scene. She, yeah, she's in Last Jedi. Little Women? Something else. I uh, still haven't seen Little Women, or at least okay. not the one she's in. You need to see it. I wonder <laughs> if... I haven't seen... She's in the newer one, right? Yeah, yeah the newer one. I haven't one. seen that one. You I've gotta. Seen the one. You gotta. Uh, Twin Peaks The Return? <laughs> I'm just yeah, going to keep no, naming Laura Dern it. shit. Here's something. Oh, uh, Mask. I was thinking of Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that. I, that's the Jim Carrey is like a big hole in my in my film knowledge. Like I've seen wow. man, the Truman Show. Not to go too deep on movie chat, but I have a realization. I want to know if I could be like handed it by God, like who knows all the movies John and I have ever seen. Both. I want a full list of movies I've seen that John has not. I want to know what those movies are, and I believe I've I believe I can identify one of them. That I watched recently. It is Anaconda hmm. 1997. I have not seen that movie. <laughs> I have definitely not seen Did that movie. Did bad movies count? Yes, because this is one. It's a great bad movie. <laughs> no, I, I have not seen Anaconda 1997. Or any. any oh, any that's. Anaconda I films. remember. I kind of remember this now. This is the one that has Ice Cube, right? Ice Cube is in it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this cast. Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Holy Owen shit. Wilson. Holy shit. And, 
And it's about John Voight convincing them to chase like a giant snake and the snake like eating people in these like CGI, horribly CGI like vor scenes. Like it's. You know what movie is awesome? What? Deep Blue Sea. That movie is so good. Is it about whales? No, Deep Blue Sea is another shark movie. Oh. It's like Jaws, but there are like seven sharks. Oh, God. Samuel L. Jackson's in this shit. Wait, you haven't... Have you actually not seen Deep Blue Sea? I haven't seen Deep Blue Sea, but I see that fucking Thomas Jane from The Expanse is in it. Stellan Skarsgård. Samuel L. Jackson. Christ. Okay, if anyone has a software that John, Chris, and I can use to create a Venn diagram, the three-circle Venn diagram of movies that we've seen, and I acknowledge that it would be impossible for even me to list every movie I've ever seen. I feel like you really glossed over the fact that LL Cool J is in Deep Blue Sea. Oh, didn't I mention LL Cool J? Sorry, I I was just geeking out a little bit because one of my favorite actors from the best show that existed, The Expanse, is on here. It's is not it, the best show that existed. It's one of my top the tens. the one that, um, like, Jeff Bezos had, like, permanently, or permanently, personally, like, refunded? It is. And, you know, I don't know how I feel. Because I would argue that The Expanse is pretty critical of people like Jeff Bezos. Well, I don't, even I don't, having <laughs> never seen The Expanse, bad people are allowed to like good things. Like, that can happen. Yeah. Except that fully... The main villain of like the first two books is a billionaire who well, goes too far. Jeff Bezos is probably a pretty oblivious motherfucker. I mean, there's probably something in some way up with him. Mm. Maybe he's like, ah, oh, yes, but I'm not that kind of billionaire. He, maybe he's convinced himself, or maybe he just doesn't care. Yeah. He's probably just like space. Should we yeah. guess this fact? Yeah, um, I believe this is true. This is what animatronic rigs are like, and I'm, from what I understand, that Yoshi was very sauric, dinosauric. What you, Chris? I'm trying to recall what it looked like in my head because I have seen the movie. You have? I have. I have not, and I don't plan to. I have not, and I don't plan to, and I kind of banked on the fact that neither one of you would have. Uh, I mean, I've seen it. It's I, been a long time. I just know that I don't need to see any John Leguizamo movies from the 90s other than Romeo plus Juliet. That's a thing that I know about myself. I know that I like John Leguizamo based on the things that I've seen him in, and I don't need to see more than that because it will ruin him for me. <laughs> John Leguizamo is a great Italian guy, man. Uh, I'm going to say... He's not Italian. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask this question. It's a great Italian guy name anyway. I think this is a question. Maybe this is the question I I think you technically would pronounce his name Leguizamo because he's like Colombian and Mexican. So was it, you said it had nine people operating it. Was it more like a puppet Um, than an animatron? Like did it have, like, okay, animatrons don't take nine people because they have remotes. So if you're saying it has nine people, you're implying it was more like a But maybe it was puppet. like nine people operating different um, parts of it. I guess I'm trying to figure out what distinction you want. Um let me let me pull out this this set of words. I mean that's the body was cable controlled while the head was radio controlled. Okay, then I'm gonna say true. Yeah. 
because I was thinking like if it was cables, like puppet style, it's it would take like nine people probably. Okay, so you believe it? Yes. Yeah, this is real. I was just thinking about Yoshi today. I don't know oh. why. I was just thinking about Yoshi. So I read nice. his Wikipedia article. I, now I want to see what this animatron looked like back in the day because I don't. I haven't seen this. Fully movie. remember it. I um. I've, it's it's a look we've discussed many times it's a good bet whether or not I've seen more than one they had an animatronic Yoshi and I'm just gonna read the version of Yoshi here's why it stuck out to me the body was cable controlled while the head was radio controlled Nelson described the overall process as being difficult the creation of Yoshi was handled by a company independent from the filmmakers Yoshi also belongs to the species of the same name, which is characterized by their variety of colors. Like in Super Mario World 1990, one of the greatest video games ever made. There's four colors of Yoshi, I think. Originally, yeah. Super. Oh, it's apparently Yoshi is inspired by Miyamoto's love for horseback riding. I've never been on the back of a horse that I can Did remember. You see this? Did you see this last part on the Wikipedia that says... Producers from Jurassic Park visited the set of Mario and were so impressed that they considered hiring them. I have not seen this part. It's at the bottom of the <laughs> Wikipedia article. For the Super Mario Bros. movie? Yeah. I was like scrolling through to see Control if there's anything F else Jurassic about it. Jurassic Park. Yeah. I was searching for more stuff about Yoshi because it was under creature effects. After Producers from Jurassic Park visited the set and were so impressed with the Yoshi puppet that they briefly considered hiring its engineers for a second Jurassic Park creature show. <laughs> That's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. That would have been a really fun fact. Sorry for ruining it. <laughs> no, that's sick. That's... Bob Hoskins as Mario Mario, John Leguizamo as Luigi Luigi Mario. Mario. It was it was very weird to me that you pulled John Leguizamo before Bob Hoskins. That I pulled John Leguizamo before Bob Hoskins? Yeah, must be okay. Bob Hoskins first. What about me would make you think that I'd think about the white dude before the Latino dude? Okay, I mean that's fair, but like Bob Hoskins to be fair had the better career. I don't Wait. I'm sorry. Bob Did Hoskins he? had a better career than John Leguizamo. Okay, First of all, I here. can't name another thing that Bob Hoskins has been in. Uh, what? I don't know Bob Hoskins that well. Bob Hoskins was in Hook and Nixon. I know that. And he was in uh one one of the Christmas carols. I'm sorry, I don't I just haven't oh, wait. watched enough Roger stuff. Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Okay, I just haven't watched enough stuff with Bob Hoskins in it. Meanwhile, I've watched tons of stuff with Johnny Legs. Oh, okay. Johnny oh, Legs man. just aligns with my shit more. <laughs> Wait. Nixon is directed by Oliver Stone. Oh, not the Oliver not the political Oliver Stone. No. Okay. No, it is the political Oliver Stone. Is it really? Yeah. Wait, are you of the wrong guy? Are you getting Roger Stone? Yes, I am. You got I'm, Roger Stone coming. Now, Roger. Bob Hoskins does kind of look like Roger Stone. Interesting. Okay. Where do we go from here? What do we do? Well, I'm I'm still trying to decide. Listen, if I think John Leguizamo was born in Colombia, and you expect me to remember to remember Yeah, he was. Hoskins. I just like Okay, but so. Bob Hoskins has more awards, so like that makes I don't it care. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't I know don't who don't either of these people. Leguizamo has no awards. Leguizamo was in John Wick. Bob Hoskins has a BAFTA. Leguizamo is Bruno. A he best was in actor. Moulin Let me Rouge. Finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Bob Hoskins has a Best Actor at Canes, a BAFTA Award for Best Actor, and a Golden Globe, and he has an Emmy. So, like... So, he's got an ego. And he was nominated for the Academy. Well, he doesn't have an ego because he won, John. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying... <laughs> Shut up. I'm saying he doesn't have a Tony. So, he has an ego, not an EGOT. Okay, well... <laughs> that was the joke I was trying to make. John Leguizamo has... Uh, mm, let me think here. Let me check. Uh, no, Oh, he has a special Tony because he's a special boy. <laughs> Listen, he did a one-man show. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a very special boy. They got his special Tony. <laughs> I love John Leguizamo. Okay? Uh, okay? I love him. Well, this has been Them's the Facts. <laughs> God. <laughs> sure about fun facts and lying to your friends. We uh the intro and outro music of this show is Never Far by New Weirdos. You can find it everywhere you get music. Um we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. There are a bunch of other podcasts on that network, such as Green Mountain Mysteries. Sorted. Uh, Token Makers. I say it every time, so I'll say it this time. You know what? I'll give John Leguizamo one thing. He was Sid the Sloth in Ice Age. So no way. Yeah, something I guess. He was Sid the Sloth. You didn't know this. I, I don't know, know who Sid the Sloth was. I oh he was, wait he was Bruno in Encanto. Yes, I mean, he was I didn't Bruno. See, I mean, I haven't seen Encanto. Well, I saw Ice Age in theaters though. At this point, I probably won't see it to be honest. Fuck you. I'm like too afraid. It's just one of those. It's, I feel like I've missed it. You know, it's you've you've got okay. I think you are my dear, point. dear friend, and you're not going to watch the animated movie set in Colombia? I mean... You're not going to do that? For me? I, I will event- I will one day. We should all do it, because I haven't seen it. I just don't want to sit down and watch it. Come on. I will get Colombian alcohol. Wait, that's... I don't even know what that would entail, but that sounds like an interesting combination. I love ways to pair things that are just kind of for the sake of it. I will. I oh, will okay. Make... You, okay. John. John Leguizamo was nominated for Golden Globe, but he lost because he's not good at acting. God damn it, Chris! <laughs> Chris is, oh, he was on Moulin Chris Rouge. Is yes, he I mentioned God. that already. Wait, who was he in Moulin Rouge? Toulouse Lautrec. Oh. Okay. He's pretty good in that then. <gasps> he's in Repo Men. I'm. I'm not talking anymore on this podcast. I'm Wait, was anything else? Yes. Hey, he guessed. He one time he guessed on the electric company as himself. So I mean, he was at least sort of popular. Wait, he was in Mandalorian. Yeah, oh, he played Gore Kanesh. Okay. Yeah, he he was he he's the guy he, the boxing promoter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gets who? Who he feeds to the dogs? Yeah, it's good shit. Whatever. I'm gonna make you watch Encanto. It's gonna happen. Also, you can't. You shouldn't be making fun of Bob Hoskins. I'm not making fun of Bob Hoskins. I'm just saying I'm not that familiar no, he's with his dead. career. You can't make fun of dead people. I know he's dead. I knew that. I didn't know that. I just don't. I'm not that familiar with his career. He was he Smee though in Hook. He was pretty funny in that. I in Hook. Uh, yeah, he was. Wait, was he? Yeah, he was. Now I'm, I have to check. I think he yeah, was. Yeah, he was to me. Yeah, yeah, he was to me and Hook. Yeah. He was pretty funny in Hook. 
I like that. I'll give him bef- that. Bob Hoskins was like your Danny DeVito type. At the same time, Danny DeVito, DeVito was, was also yeah. an actor. <laughs> he was a short, fat character actor. And okay. we, we and need more of those. Um, we need more listener facts. So submit those to us. Uh, so that we don't website. so that we don't spend twenty minutes on John Talking about Bob Hoskins, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> arguing about Bob Hoskins versus Johnny Legs. <laughs> um, but yeah, at our unit or our, our website abolishunits.com, you can submit facts for us. Um, but other than that, um, I think that's it. So until next time, uh, I'm Chris. I'm Gabe. I'm John. Don't believe everything you hear. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.